the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Here we are, all live and local. It's Arthur Idala here on the Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. Um, first and foremost, I, uh, I want to welcome uh, one of our, well, not one of our, our newest sponsor, the folks at Bay Ridge Honda. That's like a really big deal. It's a big deal for the show because uh, Honda is a obviously an international huge, huge brand. And Bay Ridge Honda is like a, a storied institution in the world of automobiles. So welcome aboard, Bay Ridge Honda, to the Power Hour. Um, and I want to say hello to uh, our friend Joan Pelzer uh, and my friend Matthew Sambolino. What's going hello, on, guys? Hello, hello. Are we trademarking his We're, name? We are here. Yes, we are. We are here in uh, the <laughs> studio at AM 970 The Answer, down all the way down here on Broadway. We have a great show coming up. We have a bunch of guests. Um, today is June 6th. It's D-Day, so we're going to have Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Davis is going to talk to us about that horrific day. I mean, it was a horrific day because of the loss of life, but it was a fantastic day because we all t- that, that was the, the event that turned the tides in our favor. Um, we're going to talk to Tom D'Angora. He is the uh, the guy who runs the 77th Annual Theater World Awards. And then, of course, it's Tuesday, so we're going to talk to Tom's, Tom Harris and talk about what's going on in the world of Midtown here. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about where I was yesterday. I was, you know, we talk about me being the quintessential New Yorker, and I do love New York, and I cannot tell you that I envision um, living anywhere else as my permanent residence. You know, I don't care. People are like, oh, with taxes, you got to find somewhere else to live so you can get paid as much taxes. You know, you get what you pay for. When people come in and they, they talk to our lawyers at our firm and we often hear, well, you know, you guys are more expensive than the last law firm I went to. I said, listen, you get what you pay for. Um, and, uh, you know, so you pay a lot of taxes in New York. But in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you get a lot for uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck. I love this city. But there's a city I, I, I've now I've never lived there for any extended period of time, but I've always been fond of it since I think my dad took me there the first time when I was 12 years old. I know it was winter. I remember it being freezing. Um, and it is somewhere where I could imagine myself playing a role because as big as it is, um, it's a lot smaller than New York. And that is the capital 
of the United States of America, Washington, D.C., District of Columbia, named after Columbus, by the way, if anybody cares. Oh, you little woke fans. Oh, no, we can't talk about Christopher Columbus. Um, well, guess what? The, the, your, the capital of your country is named after Christopher Columbus. I, uh, I was down there for my wife, Marianne's, um, reunion for college from her, where she graduated from Georgetown university. Wow. What an exceptional, um, school that is university. That is, I think Marianne put in Arthur the third's application already and he's six years old. Um, I will tell you that area. Now we didn't go that far out of Georgetown, but that the area of Georgetown, uh, was really exquisite. Um, we were there for Friday night till last night and it was really beautiful. The streets were beautiful. Everything was clean. You felt safe. Yes, there were, you know, there were your typical scattered homeless folk, but it was nothing crazy in that neck of the woods. Now I know by talking to another guest on the Idola Power Hour, Chuck Thies, that there are other areas of Washington that are just a mess and crime in general there is, is not good. But we had our two children with us, and I want to um, compliment D.C. because I had a double stroller, right? The, the wide one, San Bellino. You're not there yet. You only have the single yep. stroller. So that's that's uh, enough. That's cumbersome enough. Right. A well, double one. When you have the double wide, not the inline. The inline is a little more. It's longer, but, you know, you don't, you, the width, you know, you can get in and out of doors and all that. Right. A little more aerodynamic. So, and I'm being, I'm being very sincere. When you have the double stroller— and you have little kids, and especially sleeping little kids, you really know what it's like for people in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah. And you because, see how you know, you inaccessible can't be, this you city can't, is. Yeah. But I, I, I have to give Washington, D.C., at least that area, that Georgetown area, I, I'm going to give them a, a big pat on the back for um, their wheelchair accessibility. There was almost nowhere we, we could not get to, and it's all very well marked with the double stroller. And... You know, us legged people or walking people or whatever the politically correct term, you know, like you don't think about that, right? You never think about things being available to folks who are, are who don't have the ability to just stand up and walk around. And uh, I, I do want to give uh, Washington, D.C. a special shout out for um, for that. Um, and, you know, the 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 majesty of the D.C. area. Yeah, you can keep the applause going. Um, you know, the Washington Monument is cool, but I think Washington deserved a better monument. And I'm only going to say this because there's nothing like the Lincoln Memorial, man. You see that thing and you just, I don't know. I don't know what what kind of magic is going on in the Lincoln Memorial, but it is magical. It is, it's... Um, it's majestic. And uh, we went on a little boat tour with Arthur, one of those tours where they tell you everything, you know, the steps on the side of the Lincoln Memorial for people who are going into the water, for people who, dignitaries, diplomats who show up on, on, on the ship, not in a ship, but in some sort of a large vessel uh, so they can approach that way. You know, you pass by the Watergate Hotel, and I was just like, and Arthur's like, what's that, Dad? And Marianne's like, well, well, tell him what it is. I was like, I'm not going to get into Watergate with a six-year-old man. <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't need to hear that the President of the United States had to resign and all that stuff. Um, the Jefferson Memorial, again, just really, really, you stand there and you, 
you look at it, it's uh, it's wonderful. You read all of the. I mean, Jefferson was a he was a pretty cool dude. Um, yes, and he was a slaveholder. I mean, I I know that. So anyone who's going to like come down on me, but you know that's kind of how things worked. Probably a hundred years from now, they're going to look at us and like they used plastics. Those horrible people. We they used plastic like things that were just that we find to be so normal. I'm sure in a hundred and a hundred and fifty years from now, that generation, if we're still here and we haven't blown each other up, um, which is a sad thing to say. Um, we'll look at some of the things that we do. It may be the internal combustion engine, who knows, as so horrific. Um, and yes, uh, no one's minimizing the horrors of slavery, but when this country was founded, it was standard operating procedure. Um, and forget about it when Columbus was around. Uh, and, and look, there are so many beautiful monuments now acknowledging that. Actually, Georgetown... On one of the tours that I went, they had like 2,000 slaves. And in the 1800s, Georgetown was like going to go out of business, basically. And they sold like 200 and something of the slaves. And they used that money to keep the school afloat. And the students a couple of years ago um, had them, I think in 2015, had them rename one of the major buildings in Georgetown after the names of the two slaves that I believe were on the list of the 200 and something that were sold into slavery. And then I believe the slaves were sold for $27 a piece. And so now every student that comes into the school, they wanted to add a $27 tuition charge, but the school itself said, well, that's not fair to do to these incoming students. So they take it out of the um, endowment and they go into underserved communities in Washington, D.C., Georgetown University does, to you know acknowledge that period of time and the horrors of slavery. So I got to just tell you my update from slavery about, God forbid, my update on Washington, D.C. was absolutely, it was very, very, very positive. Joan, Joan is pointing at things at me what are you pointing at joan i gave you your list yeah well i don't all i know is the list of this one right here you said to talk about washington oh real quick forget the air quality on friday um the last time i saw joan she was holding it together but we were at the talkers (laughs) magazine conference and someone had walked off with her bag with er basically her life in it her laptop her wallet and her keys which is kind of your life today now and then but she had her phone um and when she left Hofstra and got a ride home from her mommy and daddy, when she got to the door, and we were all looking. Everybody was looking like crazy. And when we got home, when she got home, there was the bag with the doorman. So congratulations. An angel. An angel. But you, you were on a panel, and it was fantastic. Hofstra's a pretty amazing Yeah, university. the studio at Hofstra. It's a real... Uh, oh, but, and by the way, I did talk about Georgetown. I stuck my head in their media center. Can't oh, yeah. hold a candle to Hofstra. Well, Hofstra's award winning. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being I'm being honest yeah. about that. It's really very special. Uh, Sam Bellino, you and Sibelia, thank you for filling in yesterday. It was fun. I was listening, and, and we'll talk about that a little later on as well. Uh, and so we have a great show coming up. We have to talk about D-Day, and we're going to have Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Davis on. Then I want to talk a little bit about New York, because I feel like I cheated on you guys this weekend being in D.C., so we're going to talk about the 77th Annual Theater World Awards with Tom D'Angora. And we're going to talk to uh, Times Square Tuesday, Tom Harris. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Want 
Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Folks, have you heard that our morning host Joe Piscopo and Steve Perillo have put together a special, intimate trip to Rome and Sicily for our AM970 listeners? Do you want to go? It's simple. Just call 800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey P. Please make it happen. How does that sound? You go to Rome for three nights, including a special intimate performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taromina, and Palermo. See medieval towns like Savoca and Forza de Agro in Messina. Why these towns? Because we're going to visit some of the iconic sites from the famous Godfather movie. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. You'll do that too. And then on to Palermo for three more nights. Nine nights in all. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Be a part of this special event. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Okay, folks, exciting news from Connors and Sullivan. We all know that we need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will. We know we need to address our estate plan. And how are you going to do that? Our friends at Connors and Sullivan are getting give you a free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, June 19th at Buckley's Restaurant in Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island. 
Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st at the Greenhouse Cafe and 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June 22nd at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Friday, June 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. 718-238-6500. And as Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Seventy-nine years ago today, uh, a lot of Americans died, and uh, you know that should be acknowledged and never forgotten. You know, we we young us younger folks, right? We talk about nine eleven and nine eleven, and how we'll never forget where we were, and and well, I won't. And that was a horrible day. Um, <clears throat> that was because it was on our our home turf. But I don't know, four times the amount of people died uh, on this day. 79 years ago, and I hope there's some kind of big anniversary recognition uh, next year for the 80th anniversary. Uh, you heard me speaking earlier about my time in Washington, D.C., and you know, to whomever, I forget which president, um, um, allowed the World War II memorial to go up. But I think it was over 10,000 casualties um, on on a single day <laughs> we lost and um, our next guest, Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Davis, will be the one who tells us, uh, is that the, the day that America lost the most soldiers? And I guess if you, since legitimate statistics have taken place? Uh, I think it is. Uh, I think possibly Gettysburg might be the, the Nixon line or possibly even a little bit above it. But it... it uh... It certainly is the the uh, one of the highest ones we ever had. Uh, definitely the most bloody and difficult. Well, uh, Colonel, I, the reason why I don't really count, why, why I don't count Gettysburg. Obviously, it's us versus us at Gettysburg, whereas this was this was us versus the Germans. So, for people who you know, I, I actually do have some younger people who listen to this show, and they have no idea what we're talking about. None. Uh, they're Actually, people who are my age, and uh, I mentioned to them, like, you know, you know what today is? They're like, yeah, it's June sixth. I'm like, yep. And you know what that is? Oh, it's my mother-in-law's ninetieth birthday. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, got anything else for me? Um, you know, some did, some don't. One person said to me, "Oh, that's that France thing happened, right?" Um, so, can you uh, pretend you're talking to a fifth grade class? Uh, and I apologize, but sometimes we need to go back to fifth grade. Colonel Dan, uh, Colonel Davis, and just tell us a little bit about what what took place seventy nine years ago today. Yeah, the the invasion of the Normandy coast, uh, the northern part of France, the very close to the the uh, English side of the Channel, uh, was the absolute pivotal turning point of all of World War II, and everything had been building toward that for 
really since Pearl Harbor in 19, late 1941, the June 6, 1944, when a massive armada of thousands of ships, thousands of airplanes, and hundreds of thousands, actually in the millions total, uh, of uh, allied personnel from the United States, Great Britain, Australia, Canada, just uh, you name it, all kinds of countries allied against Nazi Germany. Uh, and they in, embarked on a seaborne invasion of the land against a German defense that had been dug in really across hundreds of miles across the entire northern part of France because they expected this uh, attack to come. And they had been preparing for it for many, many months. Uh, and, and it was just one of the most unbelievable, difficult military operations that you can even conceive of to where you're coming in from the sea against an enemy that's dug in in concrete pillars. They have uh, all kinds of obstacles and razor wire in the water to make it difficult to get off. You're out in the open. You're exposed, and you're getting off uh, machine gun bullets, artillery, uh, aerial bombs coming from all different directions, and you have to just keep going into the teeth of that uh, to try and then fight your way up the hill. And it's, uh, it was just hard to imagine and hard to convey how difficult of a task that was, and yet we did it. The um, I'm a member of an organization called the Colombian Lawyers Association, and it's the Italian-American Lawyers of New York. And when I was, I don't know, maybe I want to say 19 years old, I was in Italy, and uh, I was young. My dad was the member of the organization at this time. And I was in Italy, and we were on the on the beach, and we were with a guy by the name of Joseph Contagulia. He would be over 100 years old if he was with us today. And he was there. And he told me what it was like. And we were, I, He and I were in the water in bathing suits in the, in the 1980s. But, uh, you know, one of the things that he mentioned, which was very difficult, was the gear that you had on. He's like, you know, and, and it was the, the weather was horrible. Everyone was good. These guys were all throwing up for probably for two reasons. Number one, there was a high likelihood they were going to die, but they were the seas were very rough. And uh, he's like, when you got into the water, he's like, you had sixty pounds like hanging off of your whole body that then was getting soaking wet, and there's bullets flying at you. There's the water. He told me turned red, red from all the blood in the water, and you know it. it it's rare to have people talk about it. I know um, the the movie um, Saving Private Ryan, the opening scenes of that, from what I've read, give a pretty accurate depiction of the horrors of that. And then that spiraled kind of into it. There's some corroboration, collaboration with um, the Band of Brothers uh, series with Hanks and Spielberg. Didn't you, talk to me a little about that, Colonel. Yeah, they, you know, I'll tell you. When I saw Band of Brothers when it first came out in, in the uh, uh, in the movie theater, that was the first time in my life that I'd ever had a, I don't know if you call it a PTSD moment or so, but uh, my combat in 1991 in Desert Storm in, in the, the Battle of the 7th Recent Tank Battle, which was an intense fight by itself, the, the scenes in that movie were so realistic and the sound of bullets that whizzing past your head were, is exactly the way it was in, in lifelike. Uh, and so even even in my combat, which can't compare to, to what those guys went through, and yet still I, I just trembled a little bit with how realistic it was. And, and it's it's hard to watch. You know, and I've, I've actually uh, subsequently 
uh, gone to that uh, to the Normandy beach. I actually went twice while I was stationed as an army officer in in Europe. I uh, went back to visit that twice, and there's still pockmarks and uh, bombshell craters to this day that were never fully, uh, you know, the land hasn't fully healed. And it's just hard to imagine the uh, chaos and the violence and the, the terror that everybody must have been feeling there. And yet still somehow they still co- accomplished their mission. They still stayed focused on their task, even though they were getting shot. Their friends were literally getting blown into purple mist right next to them in some horrific examples and yet they still did their job and it's just hard to overestimate uh just how how good of a job that our, the uh, you know the allies did during that time our forefathers so let me just ask you this question colonel what would have happened if we failed at normandy that's the question i want you to tell the fifth graders Are they the answer i want you to tell the fifth graders listening yeah, you know, one, one of the parts of history that, that not a lot of people know about is that uh, General Eisenhower, the, the commander of, of uh, Supreme Allied Commander of all European forces, he had written already uh, a letter of res- resignation and apology that he was going to read publicly in the event that the operation failed, because he knew that was a realistic possibility. And had the Allies spent all that time and, and energy and, and resources and been unable to get off the beach, unable to, to get a toehold there, it, it would have added at a minimum years to the war. Uh, and who knows, it, it might have even changed the outcome, because if, if Germany had been able to not have to fight the Western Front and could have just maintained that forward defense there on the beach, uh, over time they might have been able to blunt the Soviet drive in the east. But as it was, you know, we had then forced a, a two-front war on Germany, and they couldn't recover from that. But uh, it literally could have changed the course of the war for the bad, for the worse, for our side. And uh, believe me, when when you go to Normandy, and you know, and I had watched the Private Ryan, the Saving Private Ryan movie, and some of the Band of Brothers uh, episodes before I went there, and then you just stand and you look at those white crosses and white stars of Davis, David and how far down they go and how many they are. And then you just walk through and you see those names on the, on, on the crosses. It's just, you know, we, we're so jaded. I don't want to go down this colonel, <laughs> but kids today are just so jaded um, by, uh, I don't know, the, the, the beautiful life we have today. Um, and uh, number one, I want to thank you for your service, Colonel, for what you've done for this country and for educating the listeners here today at the uh, Idola Power Hour. And I hope uh, next year for the 80th, uh, comm- 80th anniversary commemoration, you know, I hope the United States uh, steps up and does something very appropriate the way in 93 uh, it was President Clinton who commissioned the World War II Memorial and then in 2004 it was uh, George W. Bush who dedicated that beautiful memorial where I, I was actually there uh, yesterday. But uh, Colonel, thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for your service to the iDollar uh, radio show here today and um, we hope you come back and uh, visit us again. Look forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank you. We really appreciate it. All right, folks, that was Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Davis. And um, we get, it's Tuesday, so we're going to have a little uh, Times Square Tuesday with Tom Harris. We're going to talk about the 77th Theater World Awards. We're going to have some fun with Joan at the bottom of the show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? Well, guess what? It's not. You can say, I do, with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. New York Cruises is the premier, unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding, cruise, event planning services every step of the way. Your guests will be wined and dined on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagements, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231. That's 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or just visit NewYorkCruises.com. So let me ask you, would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school and incurring all that debt? One that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently. Well, there's this high-powered and lucrative career that you really need to know about. It's called court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info, I-N-F-O, at plazacollege.edu. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. $1,000. That's how much you can get when you trade in your owned or leased vehicle and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Bay Ridge Honda has been your family owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. People in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda for their quality and their service. Browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles and over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 22 President's Award-winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,000 when you trade in your own vehicle or your lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy from them, they want to buy your 
car. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Ends June 30th, 2023. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. I'm just a Broadway baby Walking off my tired feet that's right. We are. We're not technically. Oh, actually, are on Broadway. I'm thinking I'm in my office, but we are on Broadway now. We are not on the part of Broadway of which. Who's that? Ethel Merman? No, who was singing? I was a new cast of Follies. Ah, okay. Um, well, I, that was a mistake by me. I apologize. Um, I I love Broadway. I'm on Broadway, except I'm down where the Broadway bull is, not where the. Um, who's the statue of Cohen? Is that who's the statue of in 42nd Street? Well, our, our, our next guest will definitely know. He is the, thank you, the Duffy. Thank you. Oh, Joan, you're fast on there. Boom, you boom, go. Boom, boom, boom. The director of the 77th Annual Theater World Awards is Tom Dangora. Uh, they took, the awards took place last night at Circle and the Square Theater in the heart of Manhattan. And, Joan, what, were you there? Of course, I'm signaling you. I'm like, I was there, I was there. Okay, Joan was there. It was magnificent. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the Author I Dollar Power Hour. How are you? Hello, and yes, it's the statue is Father Duffy, which is why it's Duffy Square. Yes, you think I would know that, right? My office is like a block away. But hey, you know, we're all allowed to have a senior moment here and there. So Absolutely. give us give our listeners the need a place to poop, so yeah. that's why the statue is <laughs> no, there. No, 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 no. I'm sure Father Duffy <laughs> did something that deserves his that place in history. Um, so set the stage for our radio listeners about what last night was all about. Well, last night was the 77th Annual Theater World Awards. The Theater World Awards is one of the oldest theatrical awards in American history. Um, and what it does is that's very unique is it uh, honors Broadway and off-Broadway debuts. So you can only win a Theater World Award once in your whole career. And we also give out a handful of special awards, a Lifetime Achievement Award, and a Dorothy Loudon Award for Excellence in the Theater. And when you say you can only win it once, is it for your personal, like a, a, a performer's personal debut on Broadway? Yes. Yes, it's for a, it's a performer's award for their first uh, major role, the first time they are recognized, uh, reviewed, and uh, their first real debut, Broadway or off-Broadway. So I have actually the the program in my hand from last night. And, um, you know, just give us a couple of the highlights of, I mean, there's all three, six, nine, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, billion there, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of winners here. Is there anything here that, that, you know, what the radio listeners would be pulled in by? Oh, sure. We had some, um, some really incredible moments. Well, first off, uh, one of the grand traditions is many of the past winners come back to present who are now major stars. You know, Laura Linney presented an award last night. Um, we had Audra McDonald, you know, our one of our reigning queens of Broadway, present to Brian Stokes Mitchell. But uh, there were some incredible speeches. Uh, Darcy Carden, who I think you know from the television program, The Good Place, she was Emmy-nominated for that. She won for the Thanksgiving play and gave a hilarious speech. She just brought the house down. Uh, Jodie Comer won for uh, Prima Facie. And... 
was very powerful, read some very powerful emails sent to her from audience members who had also been victims of sexual assault that the play helped, you know, helped them heal from. Um, Julie Banco, I think, stole the show. She is, of course, the, uh, we like to call them overstudies. <laughs> She's the standby It's Funny Girl who's gone on so many times and basically made the role her own and has become so beloved. And she'll be starring in a show that I'm producing on Broadway, Barry Manilow and Bruce Usman's Harmony in the fall. Oh, congratulations. So, uh, won the Dorothy. Thank you. I'm a big fan of Lowe. Um, but uh, Julie won the Dorothy. He, just, he was in Friday Excellent night, wasn't theater. he? I apologize. Friday night, he was in. Uh, he was at Radio City, correct? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a sold-out residency at Radio City, he was. Well, there you go. Only Barry Manilow could do it. Still, well, still the one. He's still yeah. the one. And then uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell uh, won the John Willis Award for Lifetime Achievement in the Theater and gave the most exquisite speech you've ever heard. So all in all, I mean, it was a night of... Uh, theater royalty and you know superstars and future stars and a, a great night overall tom diangora the director of the 77th annual theater world awards thank you so much and um you know this is a real new york city center show i love yes, broadway I should, I should say i'm i'm the co-director i directed it with my brilliant husband michael diangora well congratulations to both of you all right tom you will be on the show again whether you like it or not so uh i want to be you're fun all right great thanks so much tom congratulations on last night's success thanks so much take care all right we have uh we have it's tuesday right yes it's Times square tuesday with tom harris coming up oh okay so Let's just cut to the chase and go right to a man who knows needs no introduction here on the Idola Power Hour. The great, the one, the only Tom Harris. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Arthur. So I don't know, uh, Tom D'Angora, he uh, he was so proud of the 77th Annual Theater World Awards that took place last night at Circle in the Square. Uh, and I know, Tom Harris, you're not going to be one-upped by uh, straight-up Broadway. So today is... Uh, D-Day, and um, I'm sure you're going to uh, acknowledge that in some form or another down in Times Square, correct? Well, we celebrate the military every day in Times Square. First, we have Father Duffy Square that celebrates the life of Father Francis Duffy. We also have Military Island, and uh, this was a pivotal day in World War II. I think it's it's uh, and we should always we should all celebrate the anniversary. Um, so many of our soldiers lost their lives defending the freedoms that we take for granted. Yeah, it's, um, I went and I, and, and I just spoke about this, but with all the two guests to go, but, you know, I was in Normandy and everyone should go. I mean, I know this is not possible because of the expenses, but every senior high school class in America should have to go to Normandy. You really should. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you, I mean, it, I, yeah. I, again, you know, Jeff Bezos or George Soros, whoever can you know, write out a check for a couple of billion dollars and not feel it uh, to give to all the, the high school students. If you go there, you're going to, you know, you're going to go to Normandy, your whole idea of the world and the life and, and, and the, the beauty of our freedom will uh, will will change. Tell me what um, what's going on in in Times Square in general. Did we have a good weekend this past weekend? We had a great weekend in in Times Square. Uh, the the movie Transformers, which I think is going to debut in a couple of days, had two giant Transformers 
in Times Square for for five days. Um, we celebrated our TSQ live uh, over the weekend. We have a lot planned this week and this month. But the one thing I want to tease is, uh, for the first time in history, the Tribeca Film Festival is going to play simultaneously in Times Square for free. So Monday, June 12th at 7.30, Broadway between 46th and 47th, uh, Waitress the Musical, live on Broadway, is going to be a film version of the Tony Award-winning Broadway hit. So come out to the 46th, 47th Street Plaza. It's going to be broadcast on um, TSX, which is at 1568 Broadway, uh, the new building at 47th and 7th. Okay. Um, well, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. When is that going to be airing, Tom? Monday night, June 12th, 7.30 p.m. So next Tuesday, we'll be able to talk about what a success it was. All right. It sounds like it's going to be a blast. All right, Tom, I appreciate you coming on and finding the time and keeping Times Square under control. Uh, one last question. Are we, have we begun officially the, the uh, tourist season, the to- summer, summer tourist season here? I think we have. We're seeing a lot of buses pull up. Uh, it's always great to go by the Marriott Marquis and see all the, the tour buses pull up with the, the, the college and high school students coming out to spend the weekend in Times Square, to spend the week in Times Square. So the hotel occupancy has been up. Our pedestrian counts have been, has been pretty steady. Uh, but we are seeing a lot more tourists, a lot more accents uh, in Times Square these days. Love it. We love it. Tom Harris, the president of the Times Square Alliance, our one and only. All right, Tom, we got to do one of those outdoor live uh, broadcasts sooner than later because that was so much fun when you and I did it last time. Let's set it up. We'll make it happen. All right, you're the best. Times Square Tuesday here with our friend Tom Harris. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Joni's got some, I don't know, fun stuff for us to do. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the streets of Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and his disciples float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of each and every site and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Sign up today to travel with Dennis and me this October. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving 
making my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. little satisfaction by the Rolling Stones in 1965. This song was released in the United States of America before it was released in the UK. This was their first number one hit. It's also the song that they usually end uh, their concerts with, like the very, very last song that they play. In the United Kingdom, it was released later than it was here. The song initially played only on pirate radio stations because its lyrics were considered too sexually Suggestive. Ooh, what do you think, Sandalino? Sandalino. Well, now songs that are sexually uh, suggestive are now number one. Yo, believe me, man. There's there's some crazy stuff going on in the airways out there. But you can't say that, baby. It's cold outside. Christmas song. That's right. that's, that's a big violation. Um, first of all, Sandalino, I want to thank you and. Uh, uh, Mr. Sibelia for uh, filling in yesterday. It was fun. I actually uh, I gave a listen when I was down in D.C. and then I um, gave a little of a listen this morning to hear the rest of the show. I don't know why you had to have Crowley on the show. I mean, uh, just to <laughs> muddy up the waters there with Look, the whole Rosie always, O'Grady thing. It's always nice to kiss the ring. And he did have a, a good story about Rosie O'Grady's. He did. He did. He did. A um, couple of a quick New York stories here before we get to Joan, who's got some great, great stories for us. Um Mayor Adams has a big, like, I mean, I think the Post created this, but a big welcome home sign to the um, to the migrants uh, and, quote, if it doesn't go against legal protocols, I don't have a problem. If I could put a migrant family in Grayson Mansion, Mayor Adams told the Post. Um, And it is true. And I know this from a couple of the mayors, you know. And I'll tell you what Mayor de Blasio said to me at the very end of his tenure there was that, you know, he goes, like, I'm looking forward to going back to my house. He goes, you never really feel like Gracie Mansion is your house. It's the people's house, and you're kind of just renting it for a little while. It's also very difficult to catch any kind of privacy there. Uh, But there are so many rules. I mean, if you guys know how many rules there are. So typically, I just want to, because I just learned this because I'm working on a case regarding Gracie Mansion. If you're the mayor of the city of New York, wrap your brain around this. You're the mayor of the city of New York, and one of your high school buddies comes to visit you at Gracie Mansion. And now you don't have a car, right? You're the mayor of the city of New York. You're not getting in your Honda Accord and driving around. You know, you always have an escort. So you don't have a car at Gracie Mansion. So your high school buddy comes to see you at Gracie Mansion. You guys hang out. You watch the ball game. You have a couple of beers. And now it's time for your high school buddy to leave, and he's going to go to, let's just say, Grand Central or whatever. Do you know you're not allowed? So you don't have a car because you're the mayor, right? They don't leave. I don't think they allow you to have a car. Do you know you can't ask your escort, your police escort, to drive your high school buddy 
to the train station or to Grand Central or to Penn Station or anywhere around there, that's illegal or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's against the, the rules. I don't know if it's illegal. I don't know if anyone's getting locked up. But it's against the rules. It's a violation. Conflict of interest board violation. Whoop, whoop, whoop. But if you go in the car with them, you're the mayor, and now it's whatever, 11 o'clock at night, and you got to be up at 5 in the morning to start doing mayor stuff. You have to, the only way you can give your buddy a ride is you have to go in the police car with him, take him to Grand Central, and have the police drive you back. Isn't that a little ridiculous? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, isn't that ridiculous? So, you know, what winds up happening, is, I guess, is they just wind up calling the good old Uber. Um, there was a little incident up the block from the law office at the Roosevelt Hotel. Apparently, somebody, one of the migrants, was not very happy uh, about being asked to leave the Roosevelt Hotel. And he, he hit an employee in the head with a no parking sign. Uh, that was earlier today. Um, you know, I will say I walk by that now often because the Roosevelt Hotel is in between our office and Grand Central. And I often take Grand Central. Um, you know, the trains at Grand Central, particularly the four and the five. And um, it's pretty orderly. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, out of control. Uh, but let's face it, this migrant situation is a big issue. And um, I don't know. It, it just doesn't look like it's going to go away anytime soon. Nobody seems to be stepping up and doing anything about it. Um, but people who are doing things about it, I got a text yesterday from uh, Idala Power Hour guest, Councilman Justin Brannon, that said the um, one of the pot stores, the marijuana stores, the illegal ones that were that's literally like a block away from our house. They got the, sh- the sheriff or the marshal, I guess it's the sheriff, to um, to shut them down, at least temporarily. Um, Sam Molina, my mom, my niece um, told me, my niece Juliana told me that, I know, either last week or the week before, there's this place right on 86th Street and 3rd Avenue. Gelato. Gelato, right? Now, mm-hmm. you know what gelato is in Italian, right? Yeah, it's ice cream. Right. So now my mother knows what's going on in gelato, talked right? about this. Oh, no, 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 Joan, you don't understand. My mother walked into the gelato <gasps> place. She Probably knows what it is, hungry, though. looking for a tasty treat. She walks in there, and she's like, I'll have a scoop of pistachio and a scoop of chocolate. <laughs> and the young person behind the counter there is like, no, sorry, ma'am, da 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 And she starts raising her voice. She goes, do you know what gelato means? Gelato means ice cream. Do you know what you're doing? You're telling kids that this is ice cream in here, she, so you're luring this. them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the guy's my. like... Ma'am, could you please leave the store? Ma'am, could you please? <laughs> and poor Juliana was burdened with pulling her grandmother. Good for grandma. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you one more. There's a store in Southampton. It's like a novelty store where they sell everything from like uh, calendar, day of the week calendars, you know, like word of the day calendars to uh, dishwashing, um, dish rags and uh, T-shirts, all that that kind like of a stuff. Novelty store, novelty store, tchotchkes, Ch- yeah, call them. and all kinds. Of, but and like ninety percent of the store is all like um, well done, like you know sunflowers and beach scenes and all this. And then there's this one rack, and it's all dedicated to novelty items with the F word in it. Oh wow! So like a dish towel that says F washing the dishes and F this <laughs> and F that and <laughs> my mom Espo would like that. Oh my mom, just tees off. On the owner oh, of the store. Boy. She's like, I'm a school teacher. I'm a 40-year 
veteran of the New York City school, and these kids come into this store here in Southampton, and they're right here, and you're giving them the impression that it's okay to have the F word all over the place. I think it's disgusting, it's disrespectful, and it it shouldn't be here. I love chicken. And and the the owner's like, "Uh, ma'am? Apparently, she, witnesses said the owner was very polite. Said, "Ma'am, I understand you disagree, and then we're going to ask you to leave the premises at this point." <laughs> Your mom she's gets getting, kicked out of a lot of stores, huh? So yeah, the, the eighty-two-year old lady. But you know, she's fighting for the children. Good for her. She's like my man Dominic Emrecchia Jr. for for the children. If you're for the children, you're all good. Um, so apparently, um, at least citywide now, they're saying that um, they're going to be cracking down. On these illicit weed operators and the landlords who lease space to them with massive fines and uh, basically padlocking the door. Um, It's this is coming from the policy director of the state office of cannabis management, John Kagia, K-A-G-I-A. And um, the because there are like legal stores, but. The legal stores are just, there's no reason for them to be there because there's illegal stores all, all around them. Yeah, but there's issues with the legal stores not being, getting their licenses, so there's marijuana that's going bad. Joan, how does marijuana go bad? Tell me. I know it does. You're, it, I know you're a big marijuana it becomes, person. I don't know how it goes bad, but if it's, it's a plant. If right. it's sitting for too long, it's not going to be as relevant when you sell it. It's relevant. Wow. Sam Bellino, did Isn't you that know that word? weed is relevant? relevant? So not relevant. It's going to spoil. So now it's going we, to spoil. Now we know what she does when she's not doing this oh, show. Oh, look at Joni with the knowledge of the cannabis, kicking out the knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> All right. Well, here on um, June the 6th, D-Day, um, we will uh, we'll sign off from the Idola Power Hour here at the studios of AM 970, The Answer. With Sam Bellino and uh, and Joni in a suit today. I He's noticed. Fancy. Yeah, I know Sam Bellino. I, I noticed you got a Sam Bellino shout out from Sibelia, right? I did. And he didn't know if it was like proprietary <laughs> uh, uh, information. He to went to a it. dissertation. Uh, well, I need it. To, I need to trademark it now and give you a, a cut. Well, I don't know. you can keep the cut. Give it to your daughter. Okay. Um, all right. We will be back tomorrow, Wednesday. It'll be Wellness Wednesday. I'm sure Joni will come up with something to do to keep you guys healthy. I hope you have a great Tuesday night. I'm off to band practice with Rapid Pulse. I'll see you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 